every boxer that I meet and participant and they share why they're doing it, all that really does is just make me want to work harder. Having cancer myself is what brought me into boxing. So I was really interested in how other people in other walks of lives, how cancer brings us all sort of together. From Haymakers for Hope, this is Not Every Fight Ends at the Bell. Haymakers for Hope exists to knock out cancer the only way we know how. Fighting for a cure through charity boxing. Thanks to generous supporters and more than 1,200 ass-kicking do-gooders, Haymakers has raised over $25 million for cancer research, care, awareness, and survivorship. But the March Towards a Cure continues long after the last bell of each event. I'm Julie Kelly. I'm Todd Buster Paris. We know firsthand because we are not just your hosts, we are also survivors. On this podcast, we will highlight the stories of fighters, survivors, organizations, and supporters. Not every fight ends at the bell. Round one. Welcome back to season two of Not Every Fight Ends at the Bell. In today's episode, Julie and Todd provide their favorite moments from season one, and we preview what's to come in season two. If my voice is unfamiliar, it's because I'm typically behind the scenes partnering with Jordan, whose voice you'll hear shortly, to produce this powerful show. I'm Julian Lewis, and I fought in the inaugural Haymakers for Hope event back in 2011. Boxing and this cause that all our fighters are fighting for have become very near and dear to my heart. At the time of my fight, I didn't know anybody in my life who had been affected by cancer. But unfortunately since, I have. That speaks to the nature of this awful disease and how everybody at some point will be impacted by it. I've been encouraged with all the work that Hamix for Hope has done since my event. I mean, (laughs) you heard it in the intro. They have raised over $25 million. Yes, you heard that right. $25 million. I am privileged to be able to work on the podcast with this crew here. So Jordan, I will kick it over to you to introduce yourself. And then we can dive in since everybody already knows Julie and Todd. My name's Jordan, and I am the marketing manager at Haymakers The Cult, and also a former fighter. I fought back in 2015 in our Bells of the Brawl event, and it was the most life-changing thing I have ever done. And as you can see, I've gone on to work for the organization, and it is still, like Julian said, very near and dear to my heart. And I was fighting for someone in particular when... I was fighting back in 2015, and since then, just more and more people in my life have been continued to be impacted by the disease. So this this job and this podcast and this organization really means a lot. I'm super pumped to move on to season two. There's been some awesome stories already in season one, and there are countless stories how important this organization is, and I can't wait to to hear more about them. Awesome. So... Julie, I might start with you. Just, I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of like a favorite moment from season one or hard hitting moment that kind of has resonated with you or that people maybe bring up to you from the first season. I think I had a few, especially, you know, talking to Nicolette, obviously that is just one of the, her story and how open she is in terms of her struggle with her son. And doing haymakers and continuing to stay not only in just in the boxing 
community, but going on to become a nurse and stay in the fitness community, just how open she always is about sharing and how she shares it to continue to put that story out there of what she faced as a mother and the horror that is pediatric cancer. Every time I talk to her, it's like I've heard this. It's like I'm hearing the story for the first time because she's so raw about it. Um, And then also talking to John Halverson, he also tells his story and he was really very, very driven by the mission of Haymakers. And you could feel that when he talked about his participation in Fight Night in New York City. So those are the two that stand out for me. But we got a lot of great feedback, especially with the fighter in Boston and Steve Vaccaro and his wife. And they were just really fun. And it was interesting also to get the angle a person who isn't looking back on the event. They were looking forward. So I thought that was a different sight into everything is, what do they say? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Everything pretty much looks good in the rear view. He had it ahead of him and it was a great way to look at it and to hear it from he and his wife and the struggles that she and he have faced together um, with her diagnosis. Before we go to Todd, Julie, I have another question for you. You and Andrew launched Haymakers for Hope to really raise money awareness towards cancer research. How has doing a podcast kind of been different, right? Like your skills are in the ring. Your skills are putting on kick-ass events. Like how has it been like being a host on this show versus doing those events in terms of raising awareness for the organization? I think the difference is very clear. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely more of a challenge for me. I'm good at talking to people, but I think that it can be challenging for me sometimes to be a little polished and, and focused and, and, professional, if you will. So I'm learning as I go. And the same thing as, you know, our very first event in 2011, I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. And I don't want to say I figured it out, but I look forward facing like I know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to kind of stick with that. I love that. I would say that you figured out that part for sure. Make it till you make it. (laughs) Todd, I'd love to get your thoughts on what the podcast has meant to you and then for you to highlight any favorite moments that you've had or heartfelt moments that you've had kind of throughout. My big thing was I wanted to talk about boxing and about cancer and how, you know, having cancer myself is what brought me into boxing. So I was really interested in how other people in other walks of lives, how cancer brings us all sort of together. I wanted more sort of boxing talk because I was, you know, obviously I'm very into boxing. And what I found was I'm much more interested with this group in, you know, hearing everyone's story and learning more about their connection to the cause. One of my favorite moments was with Steph Kent when she was talking about she accidentally signed up for Haymakers. She did not (laughs) mean to sign up for it. And that just stuck with me. And then she goes to orientation, didn't want to be part of the event, goes to orientation. Andrew somehow convinces her to stay in the fight. It was so sweet and endearing. And it was just one of my favorite moments of the podcast. Nicolette, of course, is a highlight for me because it was, you know, I've seen her around at all the events and her story is so powerful. She doesn't elicit sympathy because of her strength. It's a weird dichotomy. She just, she's so strong and the story is so terrible. And I don't want to say you don't feel sorry for her, but there's no like, oh, poor Nicolette, where it's like, what a strong woman. And it's terrible thing to have happened. So that was really great to sort of be a part of, of her story getting out there. Another thing that I've really loved about the podcast is 
Julie, to get in to spend time with you because in this community, in the Haymakers community, Julie's a rock star. And Julie's the type of rock star that doesn't think she's a rock star, that thinks she's a normal person. So she's out and about with us people. And yet everyone talks about how great Julie is. Julie's the best. Everyone falls in love with Julie at every event. It's just Julie, Julie, Julie. And Julie has no idea. She just thinks she's a regular person. So that's been really fun to hang out with Julie in this, in this way as well. You said I was well. normal. I think I would say abnormal. Abnormal. <laughs> I think you were too far away from the microphone. <laughs> That's right. The ab sort of slipped out. And Todd, you, you talked about the stories and, you know, we'd be remiss to not talk about the fact that both you and Julie are survivors. So I guess speaking to that a little bit in terms of talking to people about their journeys and reflecting on your own, like how, how has that hit you kind of like personally and why are you looking forward to continuing to kind of bring out those stories in season two? I think I'm looking forward to continuing into season two. There's a certain therapeutic element of this as well, where I joke around about cancer, about having cancer. I, I have a good time with it in a, in a humor sense, but I'm still scared. I still, you know, the littlest things I get, I bite my tongue. I forget I bit it two days later. I, there's a bump. I have mouth cancer. I bump my elbow. I don't remember bumping my elbow. I look down black and blue. Oh, you know, it's, I have cancer. So I'm so quick to think everything is cancer. And it's a sort of way of hearing other people's stories in a sense that's like AA, where, you know, you listen to people's experience, strength, and hope, and you can identify with their, their wins and you identify with their losses. And when you hear people in AA and they talk about how they've gone out or they've drank or they this, it's, it's, that, that, it's terrifying. And so hearing people's talk about their losses for cancer. That terrifies me. It terrifies me of my own life. It terrifies me for the, the lives of people that I love and that I know. Uh, and then they hear the wins. I love hearing about the wins where, you know, my mother had cancer and she survived. Like Steve Vaccaro, like with his wife. She was a ring card girl at his fight. She is in the win column. And I love being a part of that. And I guess, Julie, kind of same question to you. As you're kind of going through these interviews and reflecting on your own journey, like what has that done for you? Is it similar to Todd in that it's it's been a bit of therapy or is something different for you? I don't know. I, for the most part, I kind of like come to peace with everything. And I'd say 99% of the time behind me. Um, and then there's, you know, yearly checkups or like Todd said, like something freaky pops up and your mind goes into a weird place. But I do know that every story that I hear and every boxer that I meet and participant and they share why they're doing it, all that really does is just make me want to work harder to give them the experience they came here for because there are definitely people who box in an event and are doing it because they want the lights, they want the video, they want this, but they get in there and they fundraise. And then there's other people who are getting in there and they're carrying the death of their mother on their back or the death of a child on their back or, you know, facing some this unknown horror that I have never experienced and I hope to never experience. But it just makes me want to work that much harder, to give people an awesome experience and raise more money and just continue to put on great shows that make people want to want to come to and cheer their friends on because what they're doing is really, really exceptional. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. And even the title of the show, Not Every Fight, ends at the bell. When you were speaking the first, there's a word that popped in my head and it was like legacy. Unfortunately, this is a disease that's not going away anytime soon. And there are going to be a, a number of different reasons why people um, come to sign up to fight for haymakers. But I think one of the things that I'd love to highlight is the fact that through this podcast, telling those stories, they're going to be around for a long time, well after any bell, but also well after any of us are around to hopefully help to get people to understand that they're not alone in their journey and that other people have gone through it. And not only could they fight through their journeys, but then they can then step into a ring or take on a challenge, whatever it is uh, that they're facing. Not Every Fight Ends at the Bell is presented by Haymakers for Hope. To donate, sponsor, attend an event, or better yet, to sign up to be one of our ass-kicking do-gooders, visit haymakersforhope.org. Round two. Jordan, going back to you, season one was very much filled with people who had fought in Haymakers before, but I'd love for you to highlight kind of what's going to be new and different in season two. Just like season one, there are going to be a handful of alumni that have fought before and um, have incredible stories, whether they're still, you know, very involved with with haymakers or not. But I think we're also going to be highlighting some current fighters. Like we said, talking to Steve and him having that, you know, looking forward experience was really cool to kind of see the other side of things. And so talking to some current fighters um, is going to be on there. And also hearing from some of the beneficiaries that we work with and donate our funds to and hearing from their founders or people that work at those organizations and just kind of the impact that Haymakers has had um, on their organization and just a little bit about what they do and the work that, that we're helping to fund. Yeah, we're really excited for season two. I think season one, there were some awesome stories, but like we've all kind of said, there are countless stories of people that have fought and are going to continue to fight. And I'm really excited to continue to hear those and, and tell the stories. Any advice for somebody who's interested in signing up to fight? I was terrified to sign up. I was so nervous. I didn't think I could do it. I was boxing, you know, taking bags classes in the gym, and I loved it. But, like, the idea of punching an actual other person in the face and getting punched in the face was like, well, it's not for me. Like, I used to run around a track. Like, I'm all set. See, I loved that idea. I mean, maybe with a couple <laughs> specific people, but they wouldn't have been my <laughs> opponents. But I think, you know, signing up and taking that plunge was terrifying. I was so nervous. I remember when I got that email, I texted my coach right away and I was like, I'll vomit. I can't do this. This isn't really real. And we started training and training was hard. I mean, it was exhausting. I was working at a brewery and there was beer in every single meeting and there was a lot of sacrifices. And I just kept coming back to the reason that I had signed up and the people and the person that I was fighting for. And they didn't get a choice to sign up. They didn't get the option to hear the words, you have cancer. And I had the option to sign up and to choose to fight. And all of those early mornings and the bloody no, actually, I didn't get any bloody noses. The, the little black <laughs> guys and those moments that were so hard in the ring were nothing compared to the fight that I know the people in my life and other people out there are going through. And so if you're considering fighting and you are nervous, you don't think you have what it takes, Anyone can do this. I mean, we've had everyone get in this ring. And no matter your skill level, we have the most amazing trainers that we partner with at the most amazing gyms that know how to get you ready. And 
you're surrounded by not only the Haymakers organization that's there for you the entire time as you're training, but we have over 1,200 people that have gone through this program and so many of them are still in the gym or still connected somehow. And so you have this whole group of people behind you, let alone the people that are in your corner, you know, those people that you're fighting for and your friends and your family who are going to be so fucking psyched to watch you train and do this. And it was the best night of my life, like hands down. I don't know that anything will ever top that. Granted, I'm not married or have kids, but like, it'll be really, <laughs> really hard to top that night. And then just to continue, like, to be part of the organization. I mean, some of my very best friends fought in Haymakers, and I've continued to convince people to sign up to fight, and I've made the best connections and getting to tell my story and continue to to give back and make an impact. So, like I said, I could do a whole podcast on this, but it's going to change your life. Jordan said something that really sort of piqued my interest about if you've never fought before, if you've never even boxed, and it's something that you're interested in, as a trainer, I have people come to me all the time, either that have never thrown a punch before or that have been just doing sort of aerobic ease boxing or in a real boxing gym and hitting bags and, and all that. It does not matter. As a coach and other coaches that I've spoken with, we love when we get someone who's never boxed before and they've like, you know, hi, I've never boxed before, but I'm, it's like, yeah, this is great. So I would say to anyone who's even thinking about it that has absolutely no experience, throw your name in the hat. You're not guaranteed to get picked, but throw your name in the hat and any trainer is going to love having you. I love that from the coach's perspective. I definitely was one of those who had never fought at all. I like to think of myself as an athlete and that was by far the most, like the hardest thing I've ever done in that arena. And especially once you get hit in the face and... For me, it's hard for me not to smile. And I remember showing up to training in a shirt that said lover, not a fighter that I got at like Old Navy or something. And everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was definitely like the best experience. And I think I signed up. It was the first event. I was newer to Boston and I signed up because I wanted a way to kind of step outside Michelle, get in shape, and then obviously support a great cause. And you know, to have built a bit of a family from that experience 12 plus years ago is is pretty wild. So my advice would be, you know, you, to, to Jordan's point, like your, the amount of sacrifice you're going to do in a, what, four month period before you fight is absolutely nothing compared to what people go through on their journey to survive cancer. But the other benefits beyond that, the community, the family that you build from it is going to be critical to your life. With that said, that's a wrap for our season one recap and season one preview. Here's a quick taste of what you can expect from next season, starting with Kara Goodwin, whose Bells of the Brawl fight is this week. Her episode is also available now wherever you're listening to this episode. You have to show up for yourself every day. Your coaches can guide you and help you, but they cannot do it for you. And so running on my own when I don't want to, like sprinting, making sure I get to sparring, even though I some days I don't want to. It's like my friend actually has a saying for her daughter, Emmy, who's the one who has cancer. And she says, just keep swimming. So that's been my model through all of this. Like just keep swimming, just keep showing up. So it's been, uh, been a lot of Dory growth as well. Yeah. <laughs> Dory. Just yeah. keep swimming. Yeah. You said that's, that's your why. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. must be a lot of, I mean, is, is that fundamentally that 
big motivator for you? I mean, other than you obviously like a challenge or a former college athlete, mm-hmm. but is, is that really what's driving you to move on those days that it's all you don't want to run? Yeah. And I text her and I'm like, Emmy's kicking my butt up again. Like, I know I got to go for my time run. I don't want to do it. I actually hate long distance running, but I will go because I'm like, she's dealing with way more than I ever have. And like, this isn't that hard. And I get to go do this. Um, she doesn't have a choice. And so, um, yeah, she's, she's definitely my, my main motivator. I think between her, all the people that have helped and donated, it's just been really incredible. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We're grateful for your support. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the podcast and tell a friend. To donate, sponsor, attend an event, or better yet, sign up to fight to KO cancer, visit haymakersforhope.org. Not Every Fight Ends at the Bell is presented and produced by Haymakers for Hope in partnership with Studio Pod Media. Our producers are former fighters Jordan McMillan and Julian Lewis. I'm Julie Kelly. And I'm Todd Buster Paris. You've been listening to Not Every Fight Ends at the Bell. 